that was so good <laughs> so good um I hope you guys are having a good Monday if you're listening to this on Monday or whenever you're listening to it. I'm recording this on Friday, um, posting it on Monday morning in case you didn't catch on to that. Um, And yeah, I hope you guys have a good start to your week if you're listening to it at the beginning of your week. Um, So the idea for this episode, oh, welcome back to Parked Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell. Thanks. Um, Follow the podcast Instagram at parkedcarconvos.pod. Thanks. Um... Okay, the idea for this episode came to me when I was, I was reminiscing, okay, I, for those of you who didn't know me in high school or college, I am a very, I was a very avid finsta er, finster, I was a very avid finster-er, um, that just rolls right off the tongue, so effortlessly, doesn't it? Um, I loved my Finsta. I had it in high school and on, in high school I would like actually like post things you know, be like, my life is so tough. Um, no one understands. Um, but then like, as I got into college, I really started utilizing the stories aspect of Instagram and I would post a, like a Finsta story mm, almost every single day, just documenting my life, my trials, my tribulations. And in college, let's face it, there were a lot of those, right? It was really the good, the bad and the ugly. And there was all three, like there was all three. Um, and it was really fun and it's even more fun now to look back and, um, see all of these fun ish memories from that time in my life, because it does feel like a separate lifetime ago. And actually like on my, on my TikTok bio, it literally says a mix between my, um, late Finsta and a tumultuous therapy session. And that's because, I accidentally started treating TikTok like it was my Finsta because that's exact like just sitting down and being like, guess what happened to me on my walk today? Like that's exactly what I used to do on Finsta. Um, But yesterday I was scrolling through my Finsta story like archives um, to find something because I was actually going to make a TikTok about it. And I every single time I go through this, I end up going down this like rabbit hole where I'm just pulling out all of these stories and watching them all back and being like, wow, that happened. Um, and so I was reminiscing on, uh, I found this story that I was telling to my Finsta, uh, from my senior year of college when I was babysitting this family, like a couple towns over from where I went to school. And I was just thinking, wow, I, cause I was a very, I babysat a lot. That was like my summer job all throughout college. Um, and I babysat in high school and middle school. Um, so I've, I've accumulated a lot of traumatizing, scary, sad, uncomfortable, uh, stories. And, you know, I thought, I, I thought I should share them. And this was just kind of what set it all into motion was stumbling upon this story yesterday, uh, because it, it's, it's a good one. And we'll get to that one later. I wanted to start off kind of with a bang because there's one that well, I like when I think of bad babysitting stories, this one will never not take the cake. Um, because it's just so traumatizing and it is just aged so poorly as well. Like it was obviously bad at the time and you'll understand when I tell the story, it was obviously bad at the time and terrible and like, so, oh my God, so bad. Uh, but it's even worse now. And I just am like, ugh, looking back, I'm like, this is horrifying. Uh, and the thing I like about all these stories, cause I, I made a little list of them and they're all, they're all scary in their own right. Some of them, it's just like humiliating. Some of them, it's just like creepy and weird. Um, so let's get into it without further ado. 
Okay, so the first story takes place, um, I want to say it was either like going into college or my freshman freshman or sophomore summer. I don't remember. It was like early in college, if not high school. It was one summer. So this just I just gave literally no description. I love that. Um, so you just have to guess when this took place. It was over the summer. I remember it was really hot. Um, and it, I was babysitting this f- for this family and they had two sons and they were both adopted. I want to say they were from like Russia or something just to give you some context. Um, but I only ever watched one of the sons. Uh, and it was not the one that was well-behaved. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, and I didn't find any of this out until, like, after I took the job that he had, like, a lot of behavioral issues and, like, went to a special school for these behavioral issues. And he was seven, seven or eight. I don't know. He was young. And I, again, didn't know any of this going into the situation. If I had, I probably wouldn't have done it just because like, I'm not trained for this. I'm not equipped for this, this situation, this setup. Um, so yeah, I found all of this out kind of along the way, but I started babysitting for him at the end of his school year. And, um, it was, I think I was just like getting him off, off at the bus and then, and then I was just waiting until his mom came home. So I would only ever watch him for like two hours at a time. It wasn't anything crazy, which was good. Like that was like, it was good. Him in small doses wasn't bad. But then as we got into his summer vacation, I started watching him on Friday afternoons because he would go to a camp during the week. But on Fridays, it was only a half day. So I would watch him the second half of the day. So it was like five hours, which was like by far the longest I'd ever spent with him. Um, and I hated it. I hated it. But the only good thing was like it was summer. It was nice out. We could do things outside and like the time would go by pretty fast. So this one Friday in the summer, it was so fucking hot out and I hate the heat. I hate having to like run around like, no, I'm not doing that if it's hot out. Um, (laughs) Babysitter of the year. And I'll never forget, for whatever reason, the dad was home this day. He was, like, working from home. Like, he was, like, wow. He was, like, so ahead of his time. Like, he was working remotely. Um, But he was working from home. And I had, like, never met the dad. I'd only ever dealt with the mom because she was one that would get home from work first. So, and the dad in and of itself was, like, a whole character. Like, he was just not the best, not the greatest guy in the world by any means. Um... So yeah, there was him to deal with and it was just awkward. If anyone who's ever babysat knows that like it's so uncomfortable when the parents are home, it's just this added layer that no one likes because it's like you can't go on your phone when the kids are literally sitting there watching TV and also you can't let the kids just sit there and watch TV because the parents will get mad and it's a whole thing, right? And it's just this added layer of stress. So that was happening, but I get there that day and the boy's like, oh, let's have a lemonade stand today. Like my mom got us all the stuff to have a lemonade stand. And I'm like, of fucking course she did. She just wants to like, she just wants you to get this over with. And so she's going to have me do it, Um, which is fair. I would do the same thing if I were mom. So I'm like, honestly, this is good. It'll give us something to do because this boy was obsessed with video games, obsessed with, he had like an iPad that he played Roblox on. He was like obsessed with all of that, but his mom didn't want him playing that in like the middle of the summer when it's nice out. So I was like, this is good. It'll get us out of the house. It'll get us doing something, right? So obviously I'm the one setting up this entire lemonade stand. I'm the one making the lemonade and we made a sign to go with it. And then we couldn't have the lemonade stand at his house because he lived at like the end of this like cul-de-sac area. So we ended up putting all of this stuff in a wagon and walking the wagon down 
to like the entrance of his neighborhood because we figured we'd get more people there, right? So, so we we make the lemon. I make the lemonade. I, lemon lemonade. Oh my god, what the lemon man? Um, I make the lemonade. I put the table and the chairs in this freaking wagon, and then I'm pulling it down the street the whole time. This boy just has his iPad out and is watching YouTube videos while I'm carting all of this shit down the street. And it was like, it wasn't far, but it was like far when you're lugging a wagon full of shit down the street. You know what I mean? And, um, I'll never forget. I had Hannah, my best friend, Hannah, she, um, she was home at the time and I was like, literally come to this fucking lemonade stand because I, no one's going to come and I hate this. And so she ended up coming and she bought some lemonade from us. And that was great. And the whole time that Hannah was there, he didn't even like look up from his iPad. Like I had to like sell her the lemonade and do all of like, he didn't even care. So I'm like, oh my God, why are we doing this? And why did we just spend like half an hour prepping for this thing? And you don't even, you're not even interested. And so that was great. So Hannah and I are talking because obviously this little boy had nothing. He just had no vested interest in this at all. So then this is where the story gets interesting. So uh, this truck of landscapers pulls up because it was like probably one or two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. So it wasn't super busy at this time. It wasn't like people were getting out of work or anything like it. It just was a weird time to be having a lemonade stand um, during the week. You know what I mean? So this landscaping truck pulls into the neighborhood and, um, they pull over to get some lemonade. So it was like, great. Finally, someone, someone else is coming. This is awesome. Um, and so I made sure that like, since these people were strangers, obviously I didn't care if he was like rude to Hannah, but I'm like, okay, like we, you have to be nice to these people. Like, let's, you know, put your iPad down and pay attention because he literally couldn't care less. And I was like, I look weird running this lemonade stand as like a 20 year old. Um, I wasn't 20. We still don't know what age I was, but you get, you get the gist. So, so I'm like, I'm like, I forget what his name was, which is for the best. I was like, put your iPad down. Like, come on, pay attention. Like ask them if they want a glass lemonade. So he does, he's like being way better with them. He's like, Oh, do you want some lemonade? And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. It was like two guys. And they, um, took their lemonade. They gave him like five, like five or $10, like way too much money, way more money than the lemonade cost, obviously. And which was so nice. And, um, we were like chatting with them for a bit and then whatever they gave him the money and then they turned back to their truck and they had kind of parked on like the other side of the street, like not right next to us. So they turn and they walk back to their truck. Oh my God. I literally am like shaking telling the story. And the little boy turns up to me and he goes, I feel like I'm going to throw up. He literally goes, see, Maddie, black people can be nice. Oh my God. The like mortified. The only word I could think mortified. I looked at and Hannah was still standing there with me. Me and Hannah look at this little boy like, what the fuck did you just say? What the fuck did you just say? And this, okay, also keep in mind, he was like seven or eight. He was not like four. Like, not that there's an excuse for this ever. And this was obviously taught to him by someone. Mm, If I had to take a bet on that one. But I, oh my God, I wanted to die. These men had not even gotten back in their truck at this point. Keep in mind, keep in mind. So they're walking back to the truck and he says this. And me and Hannah literally went silent because what do you even say in that situation? Especially when they're still right there. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm freaking out. And 
I look back at him once they've like gotten back in the truck and I was like, you cannot say that. I was like, why would you, first of all, why would you ever say that? What, like what went through your mind at this point in time? And he was like, he was like, I'm just saying, see, they can be nice. And I was like, "Uh, well, yeah, I never said they can't. He was acting like I was the one that had said this to him, which obviously made me look like a literal racist piece of shit in front of these people, which like love that for me. Love that for me. I'm like, no, please. I only spend two hours a week with this kid. Like it is not me. It is not me. I was, oh my God. I literally felt like scum of the earth because he turned to me. See, Maddie, uh, shut the fuck up. I'm well aware of this fact. Your piece of shit parents clearly are not, but I'm well aware of this fact. Oh my God. The like, oh, I hated that day. I hated that day. And unfortunately, that's not even, I mean, that is the worst part of the day, but it just was a shit storm the entire rest of the day of me babysitting him because he was obviously like so concerning. I like had to talk to him and be like, why would you ever say this? And I was trying to like get to the root of this problem because I'm like, if you're like, this is so bad. And again, as we all know, these types of things are taught by parents. They are overheard. They're things overheard by parents. And so I'm immediately like so concerned because I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Um, and just so rattled, obviously. And then, um, I'm trying to like teach him about this, but how do you teach a kid who's like only playing Roblox and like doesn't give a shit and doesn't understand that he just said something wrong? So like I couldn't, it would just, it was just like an uphill battle and I was losing. Um, and so then eventually Hannah leaves and I'm dismantling this entire shit show of a lemonade stand, right? And I put all the stuff back in the wagon. We're going back to the house and the whole time back on the way back to his house. And obviously at this point, I'm already in a bad mood. I'm already like miserable. I'm like, this is the worst job ever. I don't enjoy the presence of this child at all. Literally at all. He pretty much has zero redeeming qualities to me. Like at least most kids are fun. This one's, this one's like genuine, weirdly racist and just like annoying it was just so bad, <laughs> like the perfect storm of terror and chaos. And I hate you. And so I already am like, ugh, this kid, like I can't deal with him. And again, it was like, he was just a mess in and of itself. And I did not enjoy spending time with him. So we're walking back to the house. I'm carting all of this lemonade stand stuff. And he keeps saying to me, can we go for a bike ride? Like once we get back to the house, can we go for a bike ride? And I was like, yeah, you can go for a bike ride. I was wearing, I'm pretty sure I was wearing like a sundress or something and like flip flops. So I was like, yeah, you can go for a bike ride and like, I'll just walk next to you or like near you, like whatever. And this was not good enough for this kid. He was, that was not what he wanted. And he was like, no, no, you can ride my mom's bike. Like you can ride my mom's bike. And I was like, I was like, oh no, yeah. Like I'm sure she wouldn't mind, but I'm not riding your mom's bike. Like I was like, I'm wearing a dress. Like I can't get on a bike. Like, no, (laughs) no. And he got so pissed about this, which again, like anger issues, which he had. Um, so that was fun for me. 
So he ends up like storming, running back to the house, which obviously I couldn't run. I was in flip flops and I had this like I the this wagon was so heavy for literally no reason. So I'm like lugging all this stuff back and he takes off on foot. Right. Because he, he didn't have a responsibility besides his iPad. And honestly, at this point, I think his iPad was in the wagon. So he runs back to the house. And let's not forget the dad is inside the house. So I'm like, oh, great. He's going to hear this boy screaming and like crying because he was like yelling at this point being like just ride the bike just being fucking foul and I'm like great this is awesome so the dad will probably hear him screaming and then we'll see me arrive at the house like one minute later like just because I couldn't do anything about it and I was kind of just like whatever I'll let him cool off like it's fine and so he ran back to the house and uh before I could even get myself in the driveway with all of this stuff, he had taken his bike out of the garage and um, taken off on his bike. So I'm like, you're shitting me. So I then start like running basically with this wagon to drop it off at the house to then go chase after this boy because I'm like, God knows what he's doing. And I go and I'm, I'm like running around the neighborhood trying to find him. And there was, so his neighborhood was really small, but there was this one street that like led into this like massive neighborhood. And I would never let him go down there because I was like, no, we can just stay in this area. Like it was plenty big for him to be on his bike and stuff like that. So I'm like, there's no need for us to, you know, venture into this gigantic neighborhood, especially when I'm walking and you're on a bike. So he knew he wasn't supposed to go there. Right now, all the while, just very weird coincidence my brother had a friend who lived in this neighborhood and my mom was dropping my brother off in this neighborhood at the same time as I'm on a wild goose chase frantically running around this neighborhood searching for this missing child now right dramatic yes but we're here so my mom is coming down the street and she sees me running and she pulls up to me and she's like what's going on and I'm like I lost him and my mom's like you what and I'm like I don't even want I don't even want to listen to your ridicule right now like you don't even know what I've just been through in the last hour and I still have three fucking hours left so um then my mom has to start driving around the neighborhood looking for him because she had a car, obviously, and I was just walking or running at this point. And so I finally find him. And by the time I find him, he's like going back towards the house anyways. And he was just like in a, a fit of anger. And now picture like a seven year old in a fit of anger. It's not fun right because they don't know how to communicate their emotions this guy clearly did not like he's just being pissy and so we get back to the house he throws his bike in the front yard um goes into the garage starts to close the garage which that was the only door that was open I had to sprint under the garage to try and get in in time because otherwise I would have been locked out and I would have had to like knock on the front door and then the dad would have been like, why the fuck are you outside of this house? Why are you not watching my son? So I had to, it was like a scene from an action movie. I had to run under the closing garage door. Fun for me. And then he locked me in the garage. Like he, the door that leads into the basement, he shut and locked. And I start screaming. At this point, I'm like, I'm not being nice to you. I do not even owe you that at this point. I start screaming at him. I'm if you don't open oh I just said his name fuck I'm gonna have to bleep that out 
um, I was like, if you don't open this stupid door right now, like I'm, I'm, I was so mad. I was so mad. It's like, you know, when your mom stops screaming and she starts talking to you very calmly and you know, that's way, way, way worse. Yeah. That's what this was. It was bad. So, um, so that was fun. And I, he eventually lets me in and then I'm in the basement now and they have this like separate part of the basement that was like you open this door and there was the washing machine the dryer and like all this like storage stuff it was kind of a mess in there and he locked himself in that room so now I'm in the house but he's locked in this like closet area off to the side and I'm like oh fucking amazing because this wasn't going so well anyways and so eventually he wouldn't open the door and the dad came downstairs because forgot to mention this the dad smokes literally a pack an hour not even a pack a day a pack an hour this man would come downstairs and he would always go out into the garage to smoke and we would always be in the um like living room downstairs which was right off the garage so he would walk down the stairs come through this room that oh my god I need to stop saying his name that me and this boy would be in and would walk through and go out into the garage to smoke and he did this not even kidding every 15 minutes I'm like how do you get any work done sir you have a problem and so his dad and I didn't know any of this because again this was the first time that the dad was there but he ended up being there like every time after this and so the dad comes downstairs like 10 minutes later and his son is still in the freaking laundry room locked in there. And the dad's like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, he's really mad right now. Um, he's he I don't know. He I wouldn't get on the bike and he freaked out. And the dad's like the good thing was, is that the parents knew that this kid was like a nightmare. So they they didn't think it was like anything I had done. They knew that it was obviously this child. And so he was like, OK, like, just give him time to cool off. Like, why don't you go upstairs and like, I'll try and talk to him. And I was like, okay. So I went upstairs and I'm just sitting up there on my phone. Cause literally what else am I supposed to be doing? I sat up there for maybe 30 minutes and I was so pissed because the whole time I'm like, I, A, don't want to be here. B, I'm supposed to be here for two more hours and this kid isn't even speaking to me. So at this point, I'm like hoping and praying that they just send me home, right? Because what is the point of any of this? Like literally, what is the point of this? This is so stupid. Your kid isn't even listening to me. I'm not playing with your, like, I'm not doing anything useful. Please let me leave, right? So um, eventually the kid cooled off and was fine. And I went down into the basement and he played video games, basically the entire duration. The kicker of the story is I would think I was supposed to leave at like five and I like four or five. It was, yeah, it was like around there. And I was like waiting to leave. And as like 15 minutes before I was supposed to go, the dad comes downstairs and he goes, Oh, I have to go pick up um, my other son at camp. It's like right down the street. And he's like, and then once I get back, you can, you can go home. And this was the first time that I was actually like home alone with this child. So I was like, okay, yeah, like that makes sense because obviously he wouldn't want to leave this literal demon child home alone. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I knew where the camp was. It was like literally right down the street. It was so, so, so close. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Actually 25 minutes goes by. So at this point I was supposed to have left 10 minutes ago. Okay. And I'm like, you're, and this was, it was a Friday afternoon. I literally was going somewhere that night. I remember being like the one night I have plans. And of course this man is late to like, let me leave. 
And he finally, uh, the mom, the mom ends up texting me and she's like, oh, my husband said he's stuck in a ton of traffic. Like there was a car accident or something down the street. So there's a bunch of traffic. Like you can go if you want, but basically saying that she didn't want me to leave her kid alone, which I understand. But at the same time, it was now like 15 minutes past. And I was like, this is so fucking annoying. So I'm, but I felt bad. So I'm like, obviously I'll stay with the kid. Cause like he could literally set this house on fire. Like I would not put it past him. So eventually the dad gets home. He walks in the door with the other son and he's like, all right, Maddie, have a good weekend. The motherfucker doesn't even pay me. Doesn't even pay me. And I didn't even care at this point. I did not even care. I was so excited to leave. I just left. And then I texted his wife after and I said, Hey, just want to let you know, I never got paid this week. And I also said, I said, also, um, so-and-so did some pretty, uh, pretty bad things today. Would love to tell you about it some other time because I didn't want to text her and be like, uh, your kid's racist and has a problem with authority. Um, so I was like, maybe, maybe we could set up a time to chat this weekend thinking she would call me and be like, Oh God, what did my son do? Because her son was a demon. And unfortunately she, no, she replied and she was like, she was like, okay, yeah, great. Like maybe I'll call you on Sunday. And I was like, okay. And then she never called me. And I'm pretty sure I only babysat for them once after that. And it was just a disaster. And I will literally never go back ever. Um, and I just, yeah, that was so traumatizing. That was such a traumatizing moment in my life. Okay. That story ended up being really long and I, I don't know why, but, um, it's fine. It's fine. Um, this other, this next story was from one of the first times I ever babysat ever. And I, because I'm six years older than my little brother. So when he, when he was probably what, like seven, I was like 13 learning. Like that's when I became a babysitter. That's when I started babysitting. And so it ended up working out really well for me because, um, I was at the age where I could babysit like all of his friends. So a lot of the people that I would babysit were friends of, um, like the family. So I knew who they were. A lot of them lived in my neighborhood and stuff like that. So the first family that I ever babysat for, they had three kids and, um, one of them was older than my brother and he was like an angel child. He was totally fine. Then the middle child was the one that was my brother's age and he was another demon Uh, He was literally terrible, just a menace to society. Uh, And then they had a younger daughter who was adorable and fine. Um, And so I would babysit them. But a lot of times that I would babysit them, unfortunately, the older brother wasn't there, which was really sad for me because he was always like on my team and would like help me like wrangle the demon. Um, But a lot of the times he was at like sports practice or whatever. So it would usually just be me and the two younger kids, which was uh, not fun. So uh, I think this was literally the first time I ever babysat. It was just like a date night thing. I went over to their house. Um, It was going to be there for like a few hours while they like went out to dinner or something. And it was all three of the kids. Thank God. Uh, And (laughs) at one point. I went down in the basement to get, um, cause their basement was like their playroom and they had all of, you know, their toys and board games and stuff down there. And the demon middle child, he was like, Oh, we should all play this game. And like, everyone was excited to play this game. I forget what it was. Cause this was literally 10 years ago. And, um, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, where is it? And he was like, Oh, it's down in the basement. Like it's on that shelf. And we had been down there earlier. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'll go get it. 
So I open the door. I go down to the basement while I'm down there. The door shuts behind me. What? That's crazy. That is so crazy. And, um, and then, and then he locked me out of the basement. Yep. I don't know how, I don't know. It still makes no sense to me that you could lock it from the outside, but you could, you could, you could, you could. Um, and I was screaming at him and it wasn't until the oldest child realized what was happening that he came over and unlocked it and let me out. Thank God. Um, that was traumatizing because I'm also extremely claustrophobic and I was like, great, this is how I die. This is it. I'm locked in a basement. Um, yeah, so that was really fun. That was (laughs) really fun for me. There was also a time that I was babysitting another family in my neighborhood. This isn't just like, this is just a weird thing that happened, but I want to say, I don't know, it wasn't New Year's, but it was like some, it was some party and they were going to be out like all night and they, they knew that. And for me at the time, it was like kind of a lot to be like babysitting past like midnight because everything I had done, this was, I was probably still in middle school. So I was like young and everything I had done babysitting wise was either like during the day or like three hours at night until like nine o'clock when they would come home from dinner. It was nothing crazy. And I ended up babysitting for this um, family until like 1231 in the morning, which is kind of crazy for me. Right. And so they literally live like a few houses behind me. So it's not far at all, but I went over there. It was fine. Like babysitting them was fine. And then I was just watching TV all night, you know, as one does. And I, I kept on like remembering, like, like trying, forcing myself to stay awake because I was not like, they were family friends, but like not close family friends. So I was like, this is going to be awkward if they come home and I'm sleeping. Like, I hate that. So I was forcing myself to stay awake, which is always the worst. Cause you're like, I literally don't even care that I'm getting paid right now. Like, I just want to go home and go to sleep. And, um, they ended up coming home and it was a very weird situation that I stumbled, well, they stumbled into, but I was there. It was so uncomfortable because I heard the garage door open and I was like, okay, great. And I already had like all my shit together. Like I was ready to go. Cause I was like, I need to leave. And they were going to drive me home. That's like, that was the deal. Like I had gotten dropped off and then they were going to drive me home because it literally is right around the corner and I didn't have a car. I was, this was middle school. So I, um, I hear the garage door open. I'm like, okay, great. Like, I can't wait to go home. And literally 15 minutes goes by and, and they haven't come in the house. And I knew it was them. Cause I like saw, I could see their car pull in the driveway. So I wasn't like scared. Um, but I was like, what, what the fuck are they doing? Like, c- come on. Like <laughs> it was like getting close to like one in the morning. I'm like, I'm literally 13. Like, can you please come inside? And so they finally come inside. Well, the mom comes inside and she's visibly crying, upset, which is so uncomfortable. Um, again, I'm not like, I'm not, we were not close to this family. And also the mom was kind, the mom's kind of an awkward person to begin with. Uh, so you can imagine her crying and walking into her house with like her middle school aged like babysitter is kind of awkward. So she walks in and she's awkwardly like, oh, how were they like trying to be, you know, normal and happy and have it like she would like she you would have to really look at her and be like oh she was just crying you know what I mean it wasn't super obvious but she clearly had been and um so she's trying to be like oh how were they like how yeah whatever and making small talk while she's like getting her wallet out to pay me and um whatever it was fine and then I assumed that the dad was out in the car to 
drive me home, right? Because that was, they knew that I obviously needed to ride home. And, um, she goes, okay, uh, 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 he's outside to walk you home. I was going to say his name and I need to stop because I'm going to have to bleep all of this. But she was like, oh, um, I'll call him Jim. Jim's outside to walk you home. I'm like, walk me home. What? Um, because I lived on a main road. They lived on like in a neighborhood, but you had to walk on the main road to get to my house. And so I go outside. Jim is visibly inebriated. Jim is pretty hammered, right? Which is uncomfortable as like a 14 year old girl to be with a drunk man, a drunk middle-aged man and have him walk you home at one o'clock in the morning. Like, uh-huh. Huh? What? I was so fucking scared. I was so scared because I was like, what? What is going on right now? Why? It was obviously because he was hammered. He couldn't drive me home, which like at least he had the good sense not to put a 14 year old girl in his car and have him drunk drive. But if you're so drunk that you can't drive me home, I also don't want to be in your presence while you walk me down the dark road on a main street. No offense, you're clearly good for nothing right now. And you're kind of creeping me out. Um, and like, I easily could have just called my parents. Like, I don't know if my, par- my parents must have been awake because they definitely were stressed that I wasn't home. But that was just a terrifying thing that happened. And he ended up walking me home. It was like fine. It was obviously so awkward because the walk home is it's like a solid five minutes, which obviously isn't a long time, but it's a long time when you're 14 years old having to talk to a middle-aged man who's drunk as shit and clearly just fought with his wife in their garage and like made her cry. What? what what do I talk to him about I'm like yeah the kids are great he's like aren't they great I'm like yeah they're great I already fucking said that you dumbass oh my god also this man almost hit me with this car a few weeks ago so he just like he's he's stupid he just truly is dumb but anyways that was a fun experience for me and by fun, I mean just terrible. Um, okay, so this next this next story is the one from my Finsta. It's it's the one that um that triggered this whole episode. So when I was in college, my senior year, it was the only year I had my car on campus. And because I had my car on campus, I was like, I should try and get a babysitting job to make some more money. I had a job on campus. But um, I was like, since I have a car and I can like actually get to and from places, I should babysit. And I ended up getting um, a babysitting job with this family that lived a couple towns over. And um, it was during the, it was, I think it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I would just go over in the morning at like seven, help get the kids ready for school, give them breakfast, whatever. And then their, um, their school was like right down the street. So then I would walk them to school and come back to the house and then go back then I would drive to school and so I was only ever really watching them for like two hours every day but it was like perfect because it was like before I had class or work or whatever so it was just like good to make some extra money so the point being I was only ever babysitting them for like two hours a day and then on Thursdays after I would babysit them I would go and run errands for the mom because 
she felt bad that I was only working like six hours a week. So she would give me um, like errands to run or like something to do around the house, which was like fun and nice because I wasn't having to deal with the kids and I could just like grow grocery shopping for her. So um, this, this was the day it was, I had been babysitting for them all semester like all fall semester. And this was the last day I was going to be babysitting them before, um, like Christmas break, like winter break. So this was final season. Right. Um, and I had in November when like daylight savings happened, babysitting them had become infinitely worse because it was literally pitch black when I would leave my dorm every morning. And I'd like walk to my car, like a literal zombie. Um, and I would, it was just like, it was just terrible waking up that early every morning and then coming right back to school after and having to go to work and then class. It was, it was just a lot. Right. And so there had been a snow day that the kids had, um, like a week or two before this. And obviously they didn't have me come in that day because one of the parents was going to have to stay home with them anyways. Cause obviously they were going to be home all day. So, um, the this day like I said it was the last day I was going to be seeing them before Christmas break and so uh the mom had said the night before she texted me and was like hi um so the kids have a two-hour delay and I didn't see this text message until I woke up like randomly in the middle of the night and saw it she had sent it super late and I obviously was going to bed so early because I was up at the crack of dawn I think I would get up at like 5:45 or something every morning insane insanity and so she had texted me after I had gone to sleep and was like hi so the kids have a two-hour delay tomorrow because of the snow it was supposed to snow really bad the next morning I was already like thinking to myself I'm probably not gonna have to babysit which I was like so excited about to be able to like sleep in um and then I had work that day and then I had a, a final so I was like oh this will be so nice I can sleep in a little bit and then study for my final then go to work blah 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 so I wake up in the middle of the night. I check my phone. She's like, the kids have a two hour delay, so they don't have to go into school until 11. Is there any way that you could come over at seven like you usually do and stay with them until 11 and then walk them to school and then leave? And I couldn't do that because I had a final at 1130. Like I had to and I had work from like nine to 11 or something. So I was like, no, I no, I can't. So I texted them back in like the middle of the night when I saw it and I just said oh like I'm so sorry but I I can't do that tomorrow I have a final and I like my job at school whatever which obviously is totally valid and like they knew that I was like having finals and all of that stuff so I go back to sleep and I wake up in the morning and she still hasn't texted me back which is so awkward because like she should be up at this point getting ready to go to work anyway so I'm like Mm, you obviously saw this text like why are you ignoring me this is so weird and um keep in mind at this point also it's like snowing pretty badly and this their the uh the roads that I would take to get to their house were so like winding and so like deserted I they were so bad when it would snow like so bad and at this point I hadn't really figured that out but like in the spring semester I found out it was literally terrible these roads like barely got plowed it was so bad so I'm like stressed out because I'm like, I know it's going to take me double as long as it usually takes me to get to their house. Double as long. Like that's definitely not how you say that. But I knew it was going to take me so much longer to get to their house if it was snowing out. Um, 
I was just going to be in a bad mood because I'm like, I have this final to study for. I'm going to have to rush to get back to school to go to my job. Like, it's just going to be this whole thing. And so I woke up at my usual time, saw she hadn't texted me back, continued to get ready because I'm like, well, I guess I'm going question mark. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, like, what should I do? She hasn't answered. And my mom was like, okay, well then I get like, I guess just like get ready and go like you usually would. And I'm like, all right, well, this is so awkward because even if I go there, like my whole point was that one of the parents was going to have to stay home until 11 to then bring the kids to school. Cause I told them I couldn't. Right. So at that point, why would I be necessary at all? There would be no need for me to go to their house for two hours and like randomly just like sit with them. Uh, what? Cause they, they wouldn't even be getting ready for school at that point. They wouldn't have school for two hours after I left. So I was like, this is so stupid, but I ended up getting up, went out to my car and it hadn't even started snowing yet. It kept getting pushed off. So I'm like, okay, at least it's not snowing, whatever. I went and I like, I think I went to Dunkin' Donuts to get food because I was starving. And then I was sitting in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot like I did every single morning at this time in my life. And then I call my mom because I'm like, she still hasn't answered. This is so awkward because I literally told them I couldn't babysit all morning none neither of them answered I had texted both of them at this point and I knew that the mom was up at the very least so I'm like this is so uncomfortable so I call my mom and my mom's like okay we'll just call the mom and like she must be like my mom's like if she's on her way to work maybe she hasn't answered the text whatever I'm like okay I call the mom she does not answer she doesn't answer so I'm sitting in the Dunkin Donuts parking lot I'm like okay fine I guess I'm just going to their house I guess this is just happening and in my head I'm like this is so stupid because I know that the dad is gonna have to like go into work late or like work from home or like take the day off so why am I going so pointless right so I drive and at at this time it had started snowing so I'm like literally amazing (laughs) the time that I finally end up driving to their house it starts to snow and I'm like this is so great So I drive to their house, whatever. I get there. It's fine. I go inside their house and keep in mind, I had a key to their house because I would lock their doors behind us every single day when I would take the kids to school. Like I was the last person in their house every day, right? So I had a key to lock the doors on my way out. Um, and a lot of the times I would end up having to use this key in the morning because they would still be like upstairs, Um, like the dad would be waking the kids up or whatever. So a lot of times they weren't down on like the first floor when I would get there. So I would just have to like let myself in and I would just like hang out and sit at their dining room table and like wait for the kids and the dad to come downstairs. Right. Totally normal. It was fucking weird, but it was like, it had gotten to be normal. Like I was fine with it. Right. So then I get there all of the lights are off in their house. I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, no duh. They're probably sleeping in because when they went to bed last night, they saw like the parents. I mean, when they, before they went to sleep, they saw that the kids were going to have a two hour delay. So I'm like, they probably aren't waking the kids up early because the kids don't have to be into school until fucking 11. But here I am at seven o'clock in the morning at their house. So I awkwardly let myself into their house, which isn't awkward because I had done this a million times before, but I let myself into their house. I'm sitting out at their kitchen table, just like hanging out, waiting for them to come downstairs. So fucking uncomfortable because at like, it usually would only take them a couple minutes because they knew I would come obviously at the same time every single day. So they would be like coming downstairs pretty shortly after that, because then, you know, it was pretty much go, 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 get the kids fed, get them dressed, get them to school, whatever. So 
I'm so uncomfortable. The mom's car wasn't in the driveway, so I knew that she had at least left for work, but still hadn't fucking texted me. Um, which is just like, okay, annoying. So it's not even like you slept in knowing that you weren't going to work. You literally got up and went to work and never acknowledged me. Cute. So, so I let myself in, I'm sitting at the table. I'm so uncomfortable. All of the lights are off. All of the lights are off. And also because this was the last day before Christmas, I had gotten presents for these kids. I got them each like a cheap little toy right for Christmas because I'd been babysitting them for like a few months now I liked these kids I was like oh I'll get them a Christmas present so I had brought these Christmas presents with me because this is the last day I was going to see them and I wouldn't see them again until like the end of January when I would come back to school so <laughs> so I had these Christmas presents I put them on the kitchen table I'm sitting there probably 15 minutes goes by and I don't even hear movement upstairs. I'm like, they're literally all still asleep. And the dad, the dad was so nice, but he was kind of an airhead. You know, he just kind of wasn't all there. And I get a text like 15 minutes after I've been sitting in their home saying, hey, Maddie, so sorry. I'm just seeing this. Um, No, that's fine. You don't have to come in today. I'm going to stay with them until they have to go to school. Good luck on your final. I get that text that I don't have to come in at 7.15 when I'm supposed to be there every single day at 7. At 7.15, I get this text as I've been sitting in their house for 15 minutes, just drinking my coffee at the kitchen table. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I am so uncomfortable because I'm like, I have to leave this house quiet as a mouse because I do not want to wake them up. Like, I don't want him to know I'm in his house right now. That is... I just felt so creepy and I know that it wasn't creepy because like what this is my job literally where else would I be at seven o'clock this morning at, besides your house you have literally not told me otherwise so I'm so uncomfortable and this house is so it's so old it was so like creaky and I'm like oh my god I'm like tiptoeing to the door and I had to open they had like two sets of doors like you like they had this little mud room so I had to open the door to the mud room and like close that behind me and then open the door to their house close that behind me lock that door and then get in my car which is parked in their driveway like right next to their house I didn't like park on the street or anything and um get in my car and very slowly drive away and then I thought to myself oh wait Maddie you bought Christmas presents for these kids that are sitting on their kitchen table And I was like, well, it would be literally so stupid for me not to leave these here because what? Like, I felt bad. They were Christmas presents. I wanted them to have them like before Christmas, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I left the Christmas presents on the kitchen table and then I left. And then as soon as I was safely in my car and at the end of their street, I texted the dad back (laughs) and I was like, okay, sounds good. Just wanted to let you know I was in the neighborhood. So I just left the Christmas presents I got for the kids on the kitchen table. Thanks so much. See you in January. I was so awkward because there's no there's no way to say normally. Oh, yeah, no, I was actually in your home when that is that makes me feel so creepy. He he thought I was probably still at school, like wondering if I should come or not. I'm downstairs. I'm literally, I'm literally in his house. Like he could have come downstairs to tell me. Oh my God. Just so freaking uncomfortable. So traumatizing. And then he didn't answer me. I don't think at all that day, which was even weirder. 
And then I went back to um I went back to my dorm because I was like okay I guess I'll just go study for my final now and at that point the mom had texted me which I'm like finally she's making a fucking appearance after literally all day she's just been ignoring me basically love that and um she finally texts me back and is like oh like so, so sorry I heard you just talked to my husband like like really sorry that you ended up going all the way there and I was like okay yeah good you should be sorry literally why wouldn't I have gone all the way there that is my job I've been coming all the way to your house at seven o'clock in the morning every Tuesday Wednesday Thursday for the last four months duh I'm here so that was (laughs) that was really fun and like kind of tragic for me but just like just traumatizing and I like got back to school and I was like literally what just happened I was so glad though that I didn't have to see those people for like a solid month I was like this is great I'm just gonna go home now and not I'm not dealing with this again that's fine we can just forget that it happened and then funny enough they had a Christmas present for me too so I didn't get that until January and I remember I went back to their house on January to start babysitting them again and they had like little thank you cards to me that they had written like literally a month before and then a card for me with like a I think it had like a Sephora gift card in it it was so nice because I had my makeup done every single day I went to their house I was like that is so kind of you but um yeah so that was just like traumatizing because obviously if there hadn't been Christmas like if it had been any other day I could have just snuck out and left and pretended I had been at school the whole time but I just felt bad not leaving the Christmas presents so I just I just left them I just left them because also I was like honestly what am I going to do then take these presents all the way back to my house with me and then remember to bring them back to school with me like it just would have been it never would have happened so I just had to do that but wow that was that was traumatizing and I thought you know what let's end on a silly goofy note with this other story um this these people I babysat in college over the summer um I was nannying at the time for I nannied for two summers in a row for this uh little girl she was five slash six the two years I nannied her and um she was amazing we had so much fun together none of these stories have been about her obviously they've pretty much all been yeah none of these stories have been about her because I liked her I liked her parents they were really nice so no complaints about her but one of the summers I was babysitting and nannying her I ended up babysitting for this other family and so it was only because like I was nannying full time so I was I was nannying every day until like three and then um I would babysit for this other family sometimes like after that I only did it for them like a handful of times and it was only ever because uh the dad traveled for work so I never met him but he would travel for like 10 days at a time and basically it was just the mom and three kids so she would have me come over in the afternoons for like three or four hours so she could go out and like go grocery shopping and like go to Target and just like do all those things because you know her husband wasn't there at the time so she didn't want to take her three children with her to all these places so I would just come over while she ran errands and that was like fine because it wasn't like a long period of time it was this summer it was nice we could like go outside they had like a swing set and like all this 
like sports stuff outside. So we, we, we had plenty to occupy ourselves and it was, um, they had a older daughter who was probably like 12 or 13 and then they had two sons. One of them was like really cute and was probably like four or five. And then one who was like eight or nine, I want to say. And this day that I was babysitting them, the daughter wasn't there. She was like with her friend or something. So she wasn't there. So it was just me and the two boys. And like, they were fine. They were always like well-behaved and like normal. So I, I didn't really care. And, um, the mom, the mom had said to me before she left, she was like, Oh, I made, I made a banana bread. It's in the, it's in the oven right now. Also, I told this story on TikTok. So if you follow me on TikTok, you, you would have, you would have heard this story, but, um, I can go a little bit more in depth here, which is nice. So she's like, she's like, Oh, I made a banana bread and I put it in the oven and it had like 15 minutes or something left when she left. And she's like, Oh, so yeah, just like take it out when the buzzer goes off. And like, she's like, Oh, the kids love banana bread. Like help yourself, blah, blah, blah. Keep in mind. It's like mm, July, right? So it's like hot out. So I thought it was kind of a weird choice to be making banana bread at this. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever really made a, a summer banana bread, which like, no tea no shade if you enjoy a summer banana bread but I just thought it was like kind of weird right and she kept on saying to me oh the kids love banana bread like they they've been begging me to make it also it was like it was like 3 30 in the afternoon four o'clock I'm like kind of a weird weird time of day weird time of year the whole thing the banana bread just seemed kind of out of place to me you know what I mean but whatever I'm not one to judge so um, 15 minutes later, the mom had left. Uh, the buzzer goes off in the banana bread. I take it out of the oven. These two ki- kids, the boys again, just the boys, they start literally foaming at the mouth for this banana bread. They're like, Oh my God, it's finally done. It's finally, Oh my, we're so, like so excited. They were so excited for this banana bread. And I was like, wow, like she was not lying. Like these bitches love banana bread. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like let's let it, um, let's let it cool off for a little bit. So I set like another timer for like five minutes or something to like let it cool. And because they were like crowding me on the counter, like wanting to eat it right away. And I was like, no, like let's, let's wait till it cools down. The entire five minutes they sat there and stared at it. They, they wouldn't, cause I think we were playing a game or something before they did not want to go back to this game until after they had eaten the banana bread. And I was like, okay, that's like kind of weird to be like so obsessed with this banana bread. And it was both of them equally, which I thought was so strange too. Like, it was just, it was so, it was so bizarre. And like, I love banana bread, but I don't know. I don't feel that passionately about it. So the timer goes off five minutes later. I like take the banana bread out of the pan and I start to cut it up into slices like you would when you have a loaf of banana bread, right? No. Incorrect. Because I was like, oh, how big of a slice do you want? Cause I'm like, these are kids. And we were having like pizza for dinner, a li- like a couple hours later. So I'm like, this is so awkward because I-, I know that she also left pizza, like a frozen pizza for me to make them. So I'm like, I don't want you to eat too much. Cause like you're, you have to have pizza for dinner or whatever. So I start to cut it and he goes, that's way too small. The older one says this. I'm like, uh, I'm confused. Cause like, I feel like it's a pretty, pretty standard universal, like, slice of banana bread size do you know like in terms of thickness when you're cutting it so I was really confused because I'm like this is just like a normal slice of banana bread like in my mind I'm like oh what do you mean like do you want two slices whatever he's like no just cut it like this and he starts pointing to the bread basically he wanted half of this loaf of banana bread 
I'm I'm looking down at him. I'm like, is he just like, is he just like being silly? Like, is he just pulling my leg? Because he's just like, oh, I love banana bread so much. Like, this is how much I want. I couldn't tell if that's what he was like doing. He wasn't. So I cut him like a really thick slice of but like really thick like probably five inches thick because I realized very quickly after that he was not kidding he wanted that much banana bread so I cut him that much and then the younger one's like I want the same thing and I was like well I'm like you're you're like five I'm not giving you that much banana what this is so weird so I cut the little brother a smaller slice and I was like I mean you can always have more because I obviously just had a normal slice of it because it smells really good. I had to have some. And I'm like, also, is your mom's banana bread like special? Is it laced with something? Like I need to try it. So I cut myself a normal ass slice of banana bread. We all go sit down at the table. And the first thing I noticed was that he was the type of kid, the older mom was the type of kid to say, I don't want the crust on the banana bread, which to me, I did not realize that that existed. What? Because he didn't have the end. I cut off the ends because I'm like, I know that they won't want it. So I'm like, what, what do you mean the crust? And he basically meant the entire perimeter of the slice of bread, right? Anything that was like darker brown because it had been, you know, baked. He only wanted the inside. So he ended up like peeling off all of the, the outside, the external rim of this bread, right? And then he proceeds to pick up the inside, which is still obviously a lot because he had like a five inch wide slice of banana bread picks it up like it is an apple okay (laughs) okay and literally starts shoving it down his throat now picture me sitting there watching this unfold I was traumatized I was like what is going on to like and also hasn't your mom explained to you at one point or another that this is not how banana bread works like that's not how you what what are you doing? I w- and then they both ate it like that. They both ate it like it was the, their like they hadn't eaten food in literal weeks and that this was like the last banana bread on earth. It was the most bizarre experience ever to see them using both hands and like shoveling it into I saw, I thought at one point he was going to start choking because I'm like you are just a small child and that is way too much food to have in your mouth at a time I'm like this is gonna go really south really fast I feel and death by banana bread is not something I want to be witness to on this particular Friday afternoon so that was pretty pretty weird to watch and I I had the videos of it on um my finsta story as well because obviously the only people that were on my finsta were like my friends Um, and I wish so badly that I could post those on TikTok, but obviously the kids like full faces are in it because it's of them eating the banana bread, but it was, they were like panting because they're like, you know, you're, they're like out of breath. They couldn't breathe. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And they ended up eating the entire loaf of banana bread. Keep in mind. And I remember when they wanted to go back for seconds, I was like, I don't know. Cause at this point, pretty much more than half the loaf was gone between my slice and both of their gigantic slices. It was almost like, it was like halfway gone at least. And they were like, no, it's fine. She made it just for us. And I was like, what is this just like a thing that she does all the time is like she makes you guys like your individual loaf of banana bread. So bizarre. Just so bizarre. Start to finish. Um, Yeah. So 
those are some stories that that I've been able to dig up from um, my my babysitting days. I'm sure if anyone has babysat ever once ever in their life, they definitely also have a story um, because I just feel like it's kind of inevitable because kids are weird. Families are weird. Um, just like seeing how other families interact weird. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I stand by that. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed these stories. Um, it was, it was fun to reminisce with all of you. Um, and I guess I will talk to you again, uh, next week. All right. Bye guys.